Hear my words. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards from the realm of men. I pledge my life and honor to the Night's Watch for this night and all the nights to come. Okay, here we go. Um, welcome to episode three of Sunday Night's Watch. Here we're going to be reviewing the Battle of Winterfell, which was an amazing episode. I'm being joined by Ruba Ray Allen. Ray, how's it going? Hey, buddy. You know, we usually record these. Uh, we usually wait a little bit before we record them. Uh, we've both just finished watching this episode, and it was dr- um, just draining, emotionally draining. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, fantastic. This is an episode, I, I mean, it, it should have been on a 90-millimeter screen. Um, I mean, I have a good-sized TV, but this was just this is just amazing television, and I am just fucking white. I mean, it was fa- it was fantastic. I definitely, mean, you know, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like uh, like you, I have a nice size television, and everything, but did not do it justice. This was one of the, if not the best episodes of television that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, absolutely. My my, let me just my complaint. <laughs> was it was really dark and i know other people i think had the same problem and I, I i never had to adjust the brightness on my tv so i i did have to pause it and figure out how to make my tv brighter because i was just like this is i'm like who's who's swinging a, an axe here you know but very um, difficult to keep up on what was going on um so what i learned a, a long time ago is that hbo go has a better picture quality than the broadcast television version of it so what i did was i stopped that because it just didn't look right, and we watched it on HBO Go, so that kind of helped out a little bit. Ah, okay, uh, that's interesting. I, uh, you know, from from the get go, first of all, when when Melisandre showed up, we're like, oh shit, where'd she come from? Hey, <laughs> right. what's up? You know, <laughs> but I remember, you know, last season or two seasons ago when she said to Varys, you know, I have to, I have to die in this strange land, and when she showed up, I'm like, okay, she's probably going to be dying in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she lit up all the swords, that was really cool. And that was a phenomenal shot from a production standpoint. It was phenomenal when they're all galloping on their horses with their swords on fire. Yes. And then you slowly see all their swords being extinguished. That was, (laughs) I was like, right then I'm like, holy fuck. I mean, it was, that was great. It was a great way to, to to get the ball rolling. I mean, it was really good. Um, Yeah. At that moment, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because you see all these Dothraki screamers with their flaming, flaming swords right off into the darkness, and then everything just goes to hell. Yeah, and you saw, you know, Sansa and Arya had a little sort of looks on their faces, like, "Oh, this is great. We have this this, this extra weapon here." And the Dothraki were all gung ho. Mm-hmm. And remember, these are the most feared uh, fighters. Jamie was like, you know, how they they kill for sport, right? And you and right then, when you see that the Night King is wiping out these Dothraki, you're like. Holy shit, this is going to be... I mean, I already knew it was going to be epic, but this is just like... Yeah. <laughs> off the hook. I mean, this made, this really... You know what? This made uh, the new Avengers movie look like an episode of Blossom. You know? <laughs> I agree 100%. It was just fantastic. You know, when you saw who was on the front line, it's like Brienne and Podrick and Jamie. I'm like, really? All of the key characters are going to be the front line, you have to assume they're going to die, but you mm-hmm. know they're not all going to die. Right, I mean, right. I had made some predictions, and, you know, what, so, so you know, Beric, now, now, Beric dying made perfect sense. I mm-hmm. thought he was going to. No one was there to bring him back to life, and he totally, 
I mean, he was the one who rallied the hound Definitely. during the episode, right. and he was the one who really kind of saved Arya. Arya. Uh, and, and, and remember Beric, you know, Beric had apologized to her last episode. He, he was, he was awesome in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think the hound was going to die because I think he still needs to confront, confront the mountain. Definitely. Um, Jorah dying. I had thought that maybe Jorah was going to die, you know, defending Samuel Tarly mm-hmm. or, or maybe even Leanna Mormont. It made sense that he was there with Daenerys. Yes. I mean, that totally made sense. Daenerys swinging a sword. I was like. What the fuck? I mean, at one point I was like, is she going to stick somebody and then like look at some look, look right into the camera and go, you know, stick him with the pointy end. Or maybe Sansa <laughs> was going to or maybe if Sansa said that, because remember, Arya said that to, to Sansa. And that, whatever, made, like her, that makes her. sense in the in the context of their conversation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But Daenerys's uh, sword play was a little <laughs> it was whatever. But well, she had never picked one up before. I, I wouldn't think. I know. I, I I understand. I'm almost like, don't even let her hold the sword. Right. Just right. Like, you know. <laughs> so Jorah dying that way made sense. Uh, you know, Fionn. I mean, I knew Fionn. Yes. He knew he had to go down. And, but he had a heroin uh, and, death. And, yeah. When Brand when Brand said you're a good man, you're like, yeah, he's about to die. Uh, I totally. You know, when I rewatched eight uh, uh, one and eight mm-hmm. two uh, before you know episode three tonight. And when I saw Ed, you know, Dolores said, right. uh, I was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to die. Oh, yeah, on yeah, this episode, you know? Leanna Mormont dying shocked me. I mean, her being on the battlefield was was cool. It was great. It was cool. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. She's like, what, a 12-year-old girl at this point? Something like that. Um, just brave. And I thought when, when, when she first got swatted away, I'm like, okay, so she's going to be, she's dead, right? Mm-hmm, right. And then when she went back, when she went after the giant, I thought she was going to, like, stab him in the foot, mm-hmm. and he was just going to die. Instead, you know, he's choking her, and she stuck him right in the eye, and that was, that's just a, it was a fantastic, it was a, a, a amazing moment. I mean, that you talk a, about bravery. That was a badass scene. You had probably the smallest warrior, oh, maybe not Tarion, but uh, you had one of the smallest warriors taking out a damn giant. That was amazing. You know what? She, and she she is smaller than Tyrion in, in the sense that, it, it, well, in the sense that, you know, she's a, a 12 or 10 or 13 year old girl. True. He is a grown man with some fighting experience. True. Very true. So she really is sort of the weakest character mm-hmm. other than that. Other than that new little girl that we met with Davos in the soup yeah. line last week. Who did like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Where do I go? Well, what do you expect her to do? Just let her eat soup. I mean, you she know, was, she, she was talking a lot of trash. <laughs> I expect her. To yeah. Make she got a big, she's a, she's a little shit talker. That was adorable. <laughs> you know, she, 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 uh, invigorated Davos for a couple of minutes. That was really, <laughs> and it gave, and it gave Gilly an excuse to talk in True. the episode, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's amazing how you don't really see Gilly and Sam all the time. Well, they're laying in bed last last mm-hmm. episode, right. but this time, you know, with, with, with Sam, young yeah. Sam. Um, and young Sam, he cried a little, so that was, uh, <laughs> right. you know, so there we go. And so, so Theon, Beric, uh, Jorah, Ed, Leanna Mormont, and then Melisandre, Melisandre at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of me, part of me was like, okay, Davos should get the killer. But when she said to him, don't worry, I'm going to die. Uh, right. I and then and she did she brought something to the table. So I get why he didn't sort of swing a sword, although mm-hmm. her walking off into the sunset and just sort of disintegrating. It was interesting. I actually do wish it was a bit of a tighter shot just to sort of see it more up close. Yeah, yeah her definitely. aging and shrinking and uh-huh. turning to dust. Right, right. But you know, she served her purpose. She served the Lord of Light and um didn't you think it was interesting when she said to Arya that whole thing, you know, you're going to kill people with, you know, dark eyes and, and green eyes and blue and eyes. Blue eyes. 
when she said that about the blue eyes, my I thought, oh, is she gonna go after the Night King, or is it just like you know, what? Remember when she said she said the line that um her her uh, dancing teacher uh, yes from, what do, from Bravo. Yes, what do you say to the God of Death? Not today. Yes, not today. So when so when that happened, I'm like, all right, Arya is not gonna die. Mm-hmm. And I probably for a fleeting moment thought, oh, she's gonna kill the Night King. But then I you lost track of her. <laughs> lost track of her. She's like running around in the crypts and you know just being a badass. Um, Most of the people in Westeros seem to be very forgiving because you mentioned Davos didn't take out Melisandre. And Arya, at one point in time, she was in the room with Melisandre, Beric Dondarrion, and the Hound. So that's three people left on her list. More or less forgave them all in, in at that moment. Well, remember, the Hound did say to Arya last episode, mm-hmm. hey, wasn't he on your list? And she said, like, he was. He was on the list, you know. Yeah. And, and the Hound, look, the Hound at the end of the day, I, th- I think the Hound and Arya at, at some points had some affinity for each other, for sure. Most I think definitely. certainly the Hound did, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, she does, um, too, if she's honest with herself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she, she I think they have, they definitely have a, a bit of a rapport, and uh, for sure. I mean, um, you know, the Dothraki died right away. And the the unsullied helped allow the northern army to retreat. Mm-hmm. Right. So they sort of serve that purpose. You know, I when when Jon Snow was facing off with um, the Night King's dragon, uh-huh. I really thought to myself, all right, well he's gonna he's Jon Snow is a dragon slayer, you know, and right. and which wasn't what happened. I mean. <laughs> And John, and also when John was, I thought he was going to face off with the Night King, and then when the Night King resurrects all those dead dead people, including Dothraki mm-hmm. and you know and Unsullied and and Northerners, everybody, and and Lyanna Mormont, right. when he resurrected them, John really kind of was. I thought I was like, holy shit, is John Snow actually going to die? And then uh-huh. he just sort of like he's going through them. I thought he was going to face off with the Night King. I mean, we saw that the Night King can't be killed by fire. Daenerys certainly seemed full of herself when she was. Blasting him with uh, dragon fire. That caught me off guard, honestly. What, that he lived? or? Well, I, I guess I thought that as a possibility, but she was just blasting him. I'm like, man, this guy's got to die, but he, he definitely withstood it. Yeah. It was, yeah. And then, and then, um, so when Theon charges at the Night King at the end, after that happened, and the Night King's kind of staring at Bran, I'm like, we're going to have a, this is going to be a fucking cliffhanger, isn't it? And we're going to be, this is going to be an painful, agonizing week. Where they're gonna, you know, they're gonna pick up where the where the Night King is staring at Bran, and and uh, it was been brutal. So I'm happy we had some some uh, something some resolution Definitely. there. I was waiting for um, Bran to do something like uh, I was waiting for him to maybe work into a dragon or, or or something, but he just sat there. I thought he was gonna warg into somebody. I I thought uh, for a second I'm like maybe he's gonna warg into the Night King. Right. So when Arya come, you know, Arya coming out of nowhere. Look, she's incredibly stealthy. Because remember, she keeps sneaking up on people, right? right? Yeah, definitely. Dom's like, I had to do that, I had to do that. So mm-hmm. he, she does have that skill set. It's been it's sort of been shown. Mm-hmm. So she comes out of nowhere. The Night King, though, can can sense that Jon Snow is fucking eight football fields away. <laughs> but, you know, Arya's like, ta-da! So then when he had her with, around the neck, I'm like, is Bran going to stab him in the back with something? Right. Is, you know, what's what's about to happen? Is, but he's just sitting is, there is, like, is it, dirt, dirt, Yeah, dirt. is the wheelchair going to suddenly turn into, like, you know, an X-Men wheelchair? And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's going to, you know, I don't know. And then, but the move Arya did, mm-hmm. which she drops the knife. Right. That's the same move she did to Brienne. Exactly. A couple, yes, a couple of seasons ago at Winterfell when they, when they, when they were training together. That was... 
badass. It was with the same weapon that, you know, that um, was used to uh, kill, try to kill uh, Bran. Yep. yep. So really, actually, that 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 knife, I mean, talk about bookending uh, an episode or, or, or a series, rather. I mean, it was an amazing badass move. Yes. Um, it was a huge payoff for me. Um, for whatever reason, yeah. I, I latched onto Arya pretty early in the show, and I've been riding with her for this entire journey. So I literally jumped up off my couch, and I'm screaming, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, Arya. It, it was great, but I really was expecting, maybe it was too obvious for Jon Snow to, to tee off against the Night King in, in the hand-to-hand combat. Mm. You know, I don't, maybe... Maybe it was too much. I mean, Daenerys, there was no, I was like, Daenerys, there's no way she's going to kill him with, 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 I just, I was like, this can't. Right. It, it would have been anticlimactic, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, so that definitely was, to me, was a surprise. Um, I, uh, Nymeria, maybe Nymeria is going to show up in the future. Uh, that would have been Or maybe cool. not. Because when Arya said to Nymeria, you know, a few seasons ago, uh, you know, come with me, come home with me, and Namiri wasn't gonna do that. And right. Arya's like, "Yeah, that that's not you." Mm-hmm. That was the same thing that Arya had said about herself to her father, and right. like I think in season one, when mm-hmm. she said, "That's not me," when he said, "You're gonna marry someone," blah blah blah. Right. And she goes, "Yeah, that's not me." And Nymeria, who is you know uh, uh, Arya's direwolf, was like, "She's like, yeah, I'm gonna go do my own thing. That's not me. I'm not coming back to Winterfell." But what the, what happened to Ghost? Did you see Ghost at all during this? Ghost I mean, I was running briefly. around out there. He was riding. He's running alongside Jorah when they were riding into battle, but he didn't really do anything. He was just yeah, hanging my, out, more or less. Yeah, I I didn't. My screen. I, I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I mean, usually I like to rewatch this an episode more than once before we start chatting about mm-hmm. it. But I'm right. just like, I was just really felt drained. I mean, yeah, um, no, it was an emotional drain. I mean, we've been with these people for so long, and and this was the culmination of. Everything that we've uh, now, I will say, uh, some one of the best moments in the episode was Tyrion and Sansa mm-hmm. having that quiet conversation. You know, and they're hiding in the crypt. Yes, she said you you were the best, the nicest one. I mean, because she really, <laughs> granted, she was like fourteen when they were forced marriage. And yeah, he did treat her very well. And he was good to her. That, tr- that he was good to her, and she has always said that he he was very nice. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know what popped in my head when the two of them were talking, and she said to him, "You were the best one." Mm-hmm. Whatever she said. And he could tell it really meant something to him. It it popped into my head when the two of them were walking in King's Landing okay. with Shay walking behind them. Right. And when she started talking about when when um uh what, what was it she would uh uh sheep shift yes. uh the bed, the mattress. Yes. <laughs> That's what popped into my head when they were talking about sheep shifting when they would stuff you know shit in the mattress and she called it what like sheep shifting. Right, right, right. right. Because she didn't know what the word shit was. Yes. <laughs> and that popped in my head for some reason in that moment. So I remember because when, when she said that, Tyrion said to her kind of, you know, joking, he said, Lady Sansa, how yes. can you talk like that? And it was a very endearing moment at the time. And I really, you know, it really popped in my head when she said, oh, you're the nicest one. And, mm-hmm. and, and they're talking about being married. No, it would never work. I remember and Masande spoke up like, yeah, we'd all be dead if it wasn't for, you know, the, the dragon queen. Yeah. And I'm like, so shut Masande, the hell up, Masande. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Masande has Daenerys' back, and look, Sansa was being practical, but you know what? I would love it if Tyrion and Sansa ended up married. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, Did you, at any point in time during that scene, get a feeling that maybe they might do, like, a a suicide-type thing? 
No, that no? never okay. ever popped in my head. What are you thinking, Kurt? I, I honestly thought that. I honestly, <laughs> I have been drinking, yeah. um, uh-huh. but no, I honestly thought that. I, I thought that in that moment that they were thinking of taking each other's lives. It was going to be like no, a, no. They're survivors. They would never do that. I mean, it, it, Tyrion would run out with a with a a, a piece of uh, dragon glass before he would do that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you know, I was and, wrong. And, yeah, and you saw and you saw Sansa took out the the, the dragon glass knife, which I mm-hmm. think. Uh, which uh, definitely, you know, Tyrion was a little surprised to see. Right. It was, uh, and at one point, at one point, when when Melisandre was talking to Arya, did it look like she was talking without moving her lips? I did not notice that. You gotta rewatch it. Okay. It looks like she's not moving her lips. I'm like, what the fuck? Is she suddenly doing, like, some sort of, you know, uh, telekinetic uh, thing? Hey, it I was, wouldn't put that past her. It was really something. So, I mean, what, what, a, what a great episode. This was, you know... I enjoyed Bran the most because he's always a, kind of a weird dude, but uh, he's a good dude. He's a forgiving guy. I mean, he, he's certainly <laughs> yeah. you know forgiving of Jamie. He said to, to Theon the same thing he said to Jamie, which is you know, yeah, you know, if if you didn't do all these things, you wouldn't be who you are. You wouldn't be here now. You know, that was and all that, that is cool. true. But Bran still pissed me off because he didn't do anything. I mean, he sat there as bait. He was chum. Yeah, he didn't do anything. I expected him to work into something or or, or have some type of active participation in this battle, but it just never happened. Well, he worked into the Ravens to check out yeah. the Night King to see right. what he was doing. But yeah, I mean, well, all he did was, he was, it was brave that he was bait. That was what he... <laughs> he didn't have a choice. You push him into the middle of the <laughs> weirwood, and he just fucking sits there. It's like, dude, you're going to be bait. <laughs> right. You, got, you have no say in the matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have been cool had he worked into, like, some other... Yeah, like the dragon or, or, or some type of one of the Night King's minions or something. So what did you think whenever the Night King... Because we were basically dealing with just the, 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 the army of the undead that was raised up. But what did you think when you saw the Night King and, like, his lieutenants or generals or whatever walking towards the weirwood? Uh, I thought that, well, they're, they're, it's time to go get to get Bran, right? Mm-hmm. Not Bran. I also thought that they would have... I, I I thought that the that his that his um, soldiers would have done a, been a little more active at that point. They didn't do. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, all the the, the, the what do you call them? The uh, the uh, were they the whites? The whites were like the they're like the ones that just get uh, resurrected. They're the and, zombies. Yeah. And then you have the White Walkers, which is yeah, like his yeah. his crew. Yeah, the White Walkers, his guy, his boys. They they didn't do much. No, they didn't. They just kind of looked intimidating. <laughs> yeah, they just sort of. It is, but it's just posse, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> right. you know? Um. So, well, what were you expecting when they when you saw them walk uh, approaching Bran? I don't know, but I, I yelled "Oh shit!" whenever I saw them because yeah. it's like, okay, the other guys they fight with numbers, and you can take out you know dozens of them, and until you get tired, basically. But these other guys, they have actual fighting skill. That we've seen in past episodes where they can actually, you know, use swords skillfully. So uh, at that point, I'm thinking Theon and his crew, they're pretty much fucked. I I would have, I mean, I would have preferred if Bran didn't charge at the Night, I mean, sorry, if Theon Theon. didn't charge at the the Night King. But, you know, look, we've seen Theon do that kind of thing before. He musters up, he gets gets some gumption, and he goes (laughs) for it. Look, I didn't want any any of the key characters to die. I really didn't. And I mean... Again, Brienne, you know, Brienne and Jamie with his one arm and, and <laughs> Samwell and Tormund, they're all, I mean, they're swarmed and and, presu- and they're all lived in Podrick. But I'm glad they yes, did, but definitely. it's, I mean, I'm suspending, obviously, we're always suspending our disbelief quite a bit. Right, um, right. 
But I, I was, you know, Melisandre really just coming out of nowhere. That that definitely caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that set up the episode to be uh, something completely different than what I expected because I had almost forgotten about her, to be perfectly honest. Yes. You know, it would have been interesting, I thought, in the very beginning when, when all the Dothraki were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if they, I, I actually thought they were about to be resurrected immediately. Right. And they were going to come charging at uh, the, the rest of the Army of the North mm-hmm. you know, and the Unsullied. That would have just ended the battle far too Yeah, too quickly. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have, been, would have been a bit much. Yeah, visually but, it would have been a badass scene, but yeah, it just wouldn't have worked out as far as shooting in the yeah. effective episode. When, when Melisandre did light up all the swords, I, I did remember thinking, oh, you know what? I'm really happy that, that Jon Snow or, or Davos didn't chop off her head right. back in, you know, <laughs> back in season uh, whatever it was seven or mm-hmm. six. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't but, remember. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was it was great. I mean, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Uh, you know, yeah, I can't um, wait to rewatch it. I mean, honestly, that was an emotionally draining episode. I was. Uh, like I said, I, whenever I watch it the first time through, I'm just along for the ride and everything that's happening. I'm trying to put myself into the uh, into that character that it's happening to. Yeah. Now, you know, it would have been fantastic is at the very end, when it all said and done and Arya has you know, killed the Night King, that, you know, she walks over to Gendry and just says, I'm pregnant. That would have been just fantastic. <laughs> That's, you put a prince in her of, belly. Yeah, you put a prince in my. You put a. You put a prince in my belly, and and now we have some sort of claim or of a claim to the <laughs> Iron Throne, and that would have been something. Yeah. So I guess next week. I mean, I, I, I maybe are they going to go after Cersei right away? Is it going to set it up and let everybody rest and, re- and recuperate? And you know, I, I assume we're going to see see uh, Euron, or I, I like to call him, you know, aka Euron, mm-hmm. aka Sir Finger in the Bum. Right. <laughs> you know, so uh, on, a... on the preview, they showed him and Cersei. You know, so I don't think they can let us rest too much because there's what three episodes left. Yeah, three. I guess that are about what seventy, eighty, ninety minutes. Something um, like that. Yeah. Yeah, they should all be extended. Yeah. This is great, man. I mean, it was uh, a powerful episode. It was amazing television. I've never felt that drained after watching a show before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure that I, I'm sure there are plenty of people that were disappointed for whatever reason. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are not happy that Arya was the one to kill the Night King. Dude, those people are misguided. They're misguided. Yeah. <laughs> Everything can't be John. <laughs> it can't. It, it would have been. Look, I, I wanted to be. I wanted to have some like holy shit moments, mm-hmm. and that definitely. And there were plenty. I mean, there there were plenty of holy shit moments. I, you know, I, I as much as I like to make predictions, I I do like being surprised. I like the you know the misdirection. Right. Um, well, the thing that makes Game of Thrones so amazing is the fact that unlikely heroes rise up and. Pretty much anyone can die at any moment. So if it's just John is going to save the realm, it would be a lot less exciting of a show. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, the other thing is that we've watched John fight so many times. Yeah. He battled and battled and battled. And and, that, and that's the other thing. I mean, look, that that is something else. You know, Sansa, as she said to Tyrion, you know, you need to stay here. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> right. she said that to him. But, you know, it's. In, when you look at that, does Sansa deserve to be the queen? I mean, in the sense that 
I there's a respect for people that are in the military that mm-hmm. are on the battlefields that are really sticking their neck out right. on the line, and that's what John did and Daenerys did. I mm-hmm. mean, Daenerys has got fucking balls, you know. They both do riding around on the on the dragon, yeah, you know, without a doubt, getting knocked off. You couldn't tell, by the way. I I, I believe that that the, the two dragons are still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, Night Kings has, has disintegrated, but. The other two are still alive. It was tough to tell. I mean, at one point, it looked like they were just kind of walking or hobbling. I, I, I couldn't get a sense. It looked like John's, I think. Again, I, it was unclear to me. It was very unclear. It seemed like one was alive and the other one was kind of unaccounted for. Uh, I asked Maggie about it. She said, no, they're both, they're both still alive. I personally couldn't tell. Yeah, to, to listeners, uh, Maggie is uh, Kurt's uh, uh, lady. Uh, yes. It, it's he. Maggie is Kurt's uh, is Daenerys. There, I made you John. <laughs> right. You're happy. You're John, and and and, and Maggie is uh, Daenerys. So Maggie go. is my aunt. Okay, that's yeah for now. That's yeah, Maggie wonderful. Is <laughs> Kurt is Kurt is living and uh, sharing a bed with his aunt. Yes. So there you go. Now <laughs> uh, we're painting a great picture of mm-hmm. you. Yes, I'm gonna have to um, change my name now. It was it was uh, some uh, it was something it was really you know now uh, and by the way that the battle I mean we were waiting for that for a long time I mean it had to could be it had to be contained in one episode mm-hmm, right right um, it couldn't spill over um, and honestly it delivered um, I think they said it was the 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 largest battle ever filmed or the longest continuous battle ever filmed or something like that. Yeah, I, I believe I did read that, and and that's very possible. I mean, it was it was some, you know, it was pretty something. Look, there's any everyone can you know Daenerys the one when she picked up her the sword. You're like, oh look, you know, it's 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 Xena warrior princess, you know. But she's stuck with the pointy end. She's stuck with the pointy end. Yes, she did. That should be, maybe that's what we can rename the the uh, the, the podcast. Stick with the pointy end. Pointy end. Hey, by the way, if Jorah is gone and Lyanna's gone, is that the end of House Mormont? Or is you would other... think so. You would think so, unless is, there were some there... other. Well, I can't. You know what? I can. You. I, this is the first time I've ever felt watching Game of Thrones where I'm like, I and I because I usually, you know, I was always binging and binging and binging. You know, uh, you know, over repeatedly seasons after you know the first six seasons. I can use a little break. I'm drained. Yes, I, I'm excited for the next episode, but. I can actually use a bit of a, a little bit of a breather. Right. You know, it's so right now it's, it's midnight where I am and, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm probably going to leave my, my, uh, home and take a little walk in the, in the, in the crisp, uh, in the, in the, in the spring slash late winter air. Um, feels great out there. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again probably tomorrow, early afternoon sometime. But then I'm going to be thankful that I have that six day break between then and the next episode. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Until next time. Yes, it was great. Great episode. Uh, thanks for talking with me about Game of Thrones episode three, the Battle of Winterfell. One of the As best always. episodes ever. Yes, and and uh, and thank you to the uh, Game of Thrones production staff. Yes, <laughs> for, for bringing for bringing so much joy to so many people, and of course to to uh, uh, George R R Martin. Yes, uh, so yeah. let me ask you something before we go. So uh, okay. the the TV shows, you know, obviously outpaced the books. Yep. What do you think George R R Martin's next move is? Do you think he even finishes the books? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't really watched interviews with him. I don't know. I mean, does he, 
I mean, I don't know how, what, how long it took him to write all those books. Does he want to write more uh, prequels or sequels? I, I just don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming that he is consulted in every piece of every, um, of, of every episode of, right. of season eight. He must be. You know, I'm sure he's he's approved. He's giving his approval for I'm all. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah, but I I don't know. Why? What do you think? You think he's going to go back to writing um, more sequels or prequels? I don't see the point. Honestly, I, I love the books. The books are fucking phenomenal. Like the show is incredible as well, and they're almost like two separate works of art. But I just don't see the point in finishing the books now. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know what? These episodes are never exactly like uh, the books, so maybe you, you pull something different from the book. But True. yeah, but you already you already have a picture painted, and they of, did of him such justice. Like uh, a lot of times when you see the 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 books played out on film, they don't do the books justice. But right. they hey, did. You know, sit, you know, go ahead. You know, Kurt. You know what? I, I read the, I read the movie script for the Green Mile mm-hmm. uh, before the movie came out. Somebody gave me a copy of the script, okay. and I read it, and I could not put it down. It was amazing mm-hmm. and i was really excited to see the movie when it came out and i enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. but my but how i envisioned the movie was very different than what it was mm-hmm. you know so you know when you read you read anything you have a yeah. You know, this, this is why you know uh jd salinger never wanted uh the catch and the ride to be able to be made into a movie right because he thought it would just it would just destroy and and i think he's right uh-huh. everybody on earth has wanted to make that in, into a film and mm-hmm. he's not not allowed to as a state it says no no one can make it into a film hmm. And, you know, so what I, I guess my point is, is that if you do read uh, a sequel or a prequel, you, you, you have a lot of imagery already in your head. But what, whatever. It's still pretty great. Yes. You know, no, what they so. did is phenomenal. Um, whether he finishes the books or not, if he does, I'll read them. If he doesn't, then I will be thankful for the material that he uh, provided to the to the double D's. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and is winter over now or what? <laughs> Must be by now. Yeah, winter is coming. Winter came. Ah, and by the way, uh, 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 Melisandre did, as always said, uh, what you say about the the, uh, the night is full of terrors? Uh-huh. Yes. The he night is dark and full and, of terrors. And night was dark and full of terrors. And you know what? Night was dark and full of terrors, and all of our TV screens were dark and full of terrors. <laughs> so there you go. Yep. Thanks again, Ray. Uh, this yes. is an awesome episode. I'm glad awesome. that we were able to talk about it in more or less real time. Yes, totally, totally. All right, bud, we'll chat. Yes, definitely. All right. Take care. Okay, bye. You're Nelta's boys. Rise now as men of the Night's Watch. <laughs>